0: Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. I've missed you. I've always missed you, and I know it's been it's been like a little over the over a week. I want to say 8 days since a podcast episode has gone up. Gone up. Oh my gosh, can I talk? I can talk. I just don't know what's going on. But I don't know. It's just, it's been so crazy, but it's okay. We're coming back to our normalish. Notice I said normalish because in all honesty, when I look back at my life when I was an academic and entrepreneurship, it's just like things just they come and go, come and go. And it's just like, ah, oh. so that's why I say normalish. Because sometimes I feel like I can, and I've talked about this before, I'll have like my full set schedule that I want for that day or for that week, but then something gets added added in or something gets pushed back or cosas así, ¿verdad? But no, it's honestly, I don't remember if I was sharing this with you on the podcast. I do remember I brought it up on TikTok Live. I actually have family that flew in from Pennsylvania and Denver and they've been staying with my parents and I For over a week and it's been so much fun. I I'm just so, so grateful that I have like these relatives because one, they're super awesome and they're always a fun time to be around. I am, I guess you could say the oldest prima in the in the group because it's funny because all my other like primitos y prima that came that flew in. They're definitely way underage. And sometimes I forget that I'm a prima. I feel like a tia, but no, I'm still a prima, if that makes sense. I'm just like the oldest, but no, it's been fun. I made sure. So one of the things I had to be mindful about was, okay, I picked them up from LAX last week. So I had to clear up my schedule there, and which also meant I had to just, I missed like a meeting that day, but it was okay because... That's one of the things that I am happy that I do that I'm pretty sure many of you do as well. Is that most of the time you always do your best to show up, whether it's come to class, go to those meetings, do that work for that club, for that project, right? So then when those times come where you really do have to, you know, miss or postpone something, it's just. You know you're an accountable person. It's just la vida pasa. So sometimes that's going to happen. So that happened. But anyways, I picked my family up from LAX. One of them flew in. The other ones, they drove from Denver. And it's just been fun. We went to Vegas over the weekend. And I hadn't been to Vegas since 2019. I think I shared this with all of you. I Vegas, it's fun. But I'm just more of a Napa Valley Temecula girl. Always have been. But I genuinely did have fun on this last trip. And oh my gosh, okay, this probably just sounds so silly, but I had my first, I think it's called Fat Tuesday ever. If you don't know what that is, it's just picture a really large slurpy, but with alcohol. I probably sound so silly saying this, but that's how I would describe it. And I mix—I mixed like mango and strawberry. I did enjoy it, but it has so much sugar. So I did finish the, the full thing, right? And then I ended up knocking out because it was just so much sugar. That's one of the reasons why I can't do like Red Bull or Monster because the sugar, I get such a sugar high that when I crash, I crash and I'm just like out, but it was fine. There's nothing like un cafecito can't fix. So yeah, but for real, shout out to me my family members, as well as my parents for being able to make this trip happen because as I've been very transparent with all of you and we're going to be getting into it in a bit, it's been quite a journey transitioning into entrepreneurship, especially because I'm doing everything I can in my power to make sure that my entrepreneurial work is still tied to scholarly work so let's go ahead and transition to the next topic of this episode So two things came up for me this week that really inspired the topics of just investing for this episode and I, I'm I'm not gonna be talking about like stock investments I'm just that's not my area of expertise what I'm talking about is just like investing in yourself overall as a person especially someone who if you relate to me where you're first gen Latina, come from minority background, raise low income. It's just so many things have been piling up in my mind, not in a super stressful way where I can't function throughout my day, but it's more of just, it, it's those types of things that come into my mind that I know help me stay accountable to just not give up, even if my path feels like super hard, because it's a lot, but Let's go ahead and get into it. Now, if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, I highly, highly recommend that you do. I know shameless plug, so just estrella rato, if you're on LinkedIn. And I came across this article from the Pew Research Center. Hispanic enrollment reaches new high at four-year colleges in the US, but affordability remains an obstacle. Now, this article and the data that you know supports everything that's being stated in this article, was published in 2022. I'll make sure to share the article in my show notes below because I know I've shared it on other platforms, but the biggest takeaway I want to bring up for this article was financial constraints, a major reason why Hispanics do not finish a four-year degree. Now, this is something very important to keep in mind, not just for institutions or these huge resource resource research centers that are working to increase minority representation on these campuses, these spaces that normally don't have our gente in there, but it's also important for us to really sit and think about and listen to this, porque I don't know about you, but I definitely did grow up where it's just... I shared one bed with all my sisters. I remember my mom, she had this stick shift car for, I want to say about 10 years. And she it was always breaking down. I think I have brought it up before. And I don't know why, even when it used to break down when she was coming out of work and we were going home with her, there we would normally park the car at a park. And there would be people around and... Whenever the car just wouldn't turn on, there would be people, specifically guys, that would just come over and help out by pushing my mom's car and while we were in it, and then she'd just be starting it and driving home and things like that, right? So from going to that, to setting foot on a campus that one looks gorgeous, because most university campuses that I've seen, even community college campuses, they're very beautiful, And then seeing how much tuition, even community college tuition, even though it's a lot cheaper, how much that costs to be in a beautiful looking place like that, it was a huge mind shift, culture shock for me. And it was just a lot to navigate. And to be honest, I don't even know how. No, I actually do know how. Let's backtrack a little bit. I know for a fact the only reason why I was able to make it as far as I did in academia with applying to grad school, da da, da is well, one, I wanted to get a career that felt aligned with me. But on número dos, even though if I, hold on, even if I didn't know what that would look like, I just knew it was just like a gut feeling, right? Y luego, número dos, I really had good mentors, mentorship, mentorship from certain faculty members as well as just I I I had a good little friend group and I mean we would separate throughout the years but typically who would come into my life next that wasn't the same major as me or the same organization it's just we had this unspoken companionship. I don't know what else to call it. To just like, we're going to study, do our best and finish. So that's why it's just support. Mentorship is such a huge component to academic success, specifically to minority underrepresented students. Okay. So keeping all of this in mind, this huge like jump from like, whoa, whoa, culture shock. And it's just, we see how expensive these degrees are. And then the hard, hard work that comes behind it. And then a lot of the times we may not know exactly what we're supposed to do with this degree to make the career happen. It is pretty frightening to just continue forward, especially when you have higher priorities in your life. I mean, a lot of you know this. I had left my master's program because mi tío had unexpectedly passed away and I had moved up to be a support up there. And I know my story, it's, it's a story that many could relate to in our communities because it's just, familia, we have our ups and downs. A lot of us protect our mental health from, you know, but I don't know, it's just there's something about familia to us that's just so important. And it's just trying to figure out how to navigate all of that. And although we have FAFSA, although there are scholarships to apply to, there's, there's, you know, resources out there. It's just, I feel like it's not enough, especially considering the fact of over 60,000 million people in the States are Hispanic Latino. And with all of this, I can understand why, and I've experienced the challenges that can come with us just even getting a bachelor's degree. Honestly, I feel like the best way to explain this was, I remember back when I was in Santa Barbara, I had a peer where we were already talking about graduate school. It was our second to last quarter. And as I was explaining the programs I was gonna be applying to, she was saying that she was wanting to go to grad school, considering it, But she won't be able to go at least right after undergrad because she had taken out about $100,000 in loans to be at SB since she had gone from freshman year to, well, senior year, all four years living there in the dorms, da-da-da. And that conversation alone was more than enough for me to just see why she just was not considering graduate school at all. And she was also Latina. Y honestamente, mi gente, higher education truly is a big investment. And even if you do get scholarships and grants or you work, crazy job, whatever it is, not only is academia a financial investment, but an emotional investment. Now, I quickly want to transition into another piece of information I came across this week that brings this whole investment topic together. Just we'll get back to, we're going to take a pause on this and I'll transition to the next. So as I mentioned, when you are following your dreams and right now I'm doing the whole entrepreneurial stuff full time, there's a lot, like it's not just imposter syndrome and limited beliefs. It is also lack of resources financial resources and lack of just networking resources and I don't know how to explain it but I mean I'm still putting in my level of work every day right but I feel like I hit this little pivotal point where for example I gave this TED talk right I have a podcast so it's just I have the strong foundation to keep me as an expert in my field in my type of industry that I've built for myself. But that's why it's just like, where do I go next? You know, like, where do I go next to get to the next level? Because there are a lot of networking events. And I'm really happy to see that more of them are growing, especially for us Latinas, Latinos, Latinx, like so many, you can find some in tech, you can find some for social media, you can find some for academia, just things like that for public speaking. But I don't know. It's just, again, I've reached this little pivotal where it's just, I'm finding these events, but it's just, I feel like I've already surpassed the wavelength that those events cater to because it's just, that's part of life. We just grow and go in whole different directions. But now it's just like, where do I go to next? And yes, this also means that like, okay, that means that you have to build the what is next chapter for others and for yourself. But it's like me trying to build that what's next chapter. It's like, how do I do that? Like, you know, which is, that's why it also took me time to be able to find or even meet a book mentor I was aligned with and it's crazy. It's just so, so crazy. And I don't know. I don't want my TEDx talk to be like a one hit wonder. And I just, I sometimes I feel like I'm just getting so repetitive with my being my work overall. But at the same time, I'm not, I just feel this way because things are stagnant. You know, that feeling where it's just like, you're putting in the work, but where's everything. But it was something that gave me a lot of reassurance this week was check out Shop Latinx if you haven't already. They're on Instagram and TikTok. And the mujer who's in charge, the founder was the Shop, Shop Latinx, she was sharing how when she went all full time into her business, she moved back home into her brother's playroom and her car got totaled. So while she was working as an Uber driver to make funds for, well, not for one, make a living, but also to sustain her business, and then her car got totaled and she couldn't Uber anymore. And she was, her, her word, she was just stuck at home with her mom who had no freaking idea what she was doing with no health insurance. And oh my gosh, when the health insurance part, when she mentioned it, I'll make sure to link the video too in the show notes, I started bawling. Because as many of you know, I am very emotional. I'm very in tune with my emotions. I'm a talker. I don't know how else to explain it. So I've had, well, health insurance, if it wasn't through like like my parents or whatnot, it was through the jobs I've had over the years when I turned 25. And through my insurance, and even when I was in school, I would always use my resources to go to therapy. So if I wasn't seeing a therapist on campus through the mental health center, then I would be seeing them through my insurance with Kaiser, Blue Shield, etc. And not having that anymore these last couple of months has, at least for me, been very draining, where I've just had to rely more, well, one, with affirmations and Breathe, a lot of breathing exercises, if you, one of my fave is the butterfly effect, feel free to Google that because that definitely helps me a lot, especially as someone that I definitely do struggle more with depression than anxiety. And I had just never felt so seen than when I was hearing the mujer share this in the video because it just like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, I feel like, I'm just grabbing something from thin air and trying to make something out of it. And on, and one thing for sure, too, as I mentioned, academia, higher education, it's a big financial investment as well as emotional investment. And going into entrepreneurship, I would consider it like the same, just at a different wavelength, you know? Because one thing I did always enjoy about academia is just the structure of it, the structure in the sense where, you know, once you take these classes, you take these exams, whether it's the GRE, the C-set, C-Best, etc., you will get the degree, you know, you will graduate. And with entrepreneurship, it's just like, sometimes you can put in so many hours of work, but it's kind of just, you don't know when that reward that outcome is going to come for you next. But the two things that both carry is the financial investment as well as the emotional investment. And all I have to say, and i just investing in yourself, I have been hearing that since my mid-20s. I probably had people tell me that during my early 20s, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But once I graduated from undergrad and was getting ready to start my master's, I just... I kept hearing it more. Invest in yourself. investing yourself is important. And I would hear it, but I was like, okay, but what do I do with this information? Like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm investing in my higher education, but like, well, what else? Because I would just hear it so much. So it would feel like I need to be doing something else. Like, especially because, I mean, I'm not just looking to retire myself. I'm also looking to retire my tia. And, you know, so it's like, I'm like, wait, what? Mm-mm. And then obviously when I started credential program and then cafecito, there those were investments too. But I still just didn't know what I was doing. And now that well being in my later twenties, twenty-eight years old, it's just wow. It's just so like it's just so interesting to hear how You'll always hear, whether it's on social media, people in your everyday life, they could be telling you investing in yourself, investing. And many of us may think, oh, it's just stocks or I don't know, right? Because I don't know, investing in retirement, so many things, but it's like, it's scary. It's so, so scary, especially because... I hear like those videos or those talks where they mention you have to be investing the most in your prime, in your early 20s, when you have all this energy that you're just not going to have the same in your 30s. I love right? But it's kind of just like, okay, that's a lot to take in when you are in your 20s, right? Navigating something like academia or when you're entering the workforce as a first gen because... No one else in your family has ever worked in corporate or agency, wherever you're at. And it's just you're trying to figure out 401k, Roth IRA, um, salary negotiations, or figuring out how to even tell companies to pay you for your bilingual skills. And while you're trying to figure out all that, you still have to figure out how you're going to invest in yourself when investing overall is just scary. It's very scary because you just, you don't want to quote unquote pick the wrong thing, but then it's just like, is it really the wrong thing if it didn't teach you something? You know, because I feel like we can all learn like we're all meant to learn the lessons we are meant to based on the paths that we follow and that's when our growth mindset really has to kick in that's when us believing in ourselves and not letting limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome take over because we deserve more than that so i just i don't know what the point of this part of the episode is but i will tell you this that I am validating anybody who's listening that is trying to figure out what to do with their life and investing. It's just, it's, I validate you and it's normal to feel like investing in yourself is scary because it takes a lot of emotional labor and a lot of financial labor and a lot of strategy, whatever path you take. But even though I can't wholeheartedly say right now at this moment that I, that I, I a hundred percent feel like I'm good. You know, I will say that I believe in my heart and in my soul that investing in you, whatever it is, grad school, entrepreneurship, maybe having that side hustle where you're working your nine to five or choosing to still live with family, even though you're married or con tu boyfriend to save, to buy that house. But maybe it feels hard because someone may not get along with somebody else. It could be anything. Just, I just want you to know that it is, I feel it in my heart and my soul that it is worth it. And you are talking to somebody who doesn't even have her own room. My sister's cat, has their own room. I don't even have like, I mean, I have my little office space, but it's in, it's in like the little alcohol room. Like what? But no, I just, I don't really know where I was going with this, but it's okay. Just know investing you is important and you'll figure it out. Whichever path you take, it's, it's an investment for you and you got this. We got this. And it's just so ironic how it's like I came across the article because I think I've seen this article before, but it's just, you know, when you see something, but then you relook at it like later, it can sometimes hit differently and you just understand things differently. So that happened with that article. And then coming across the TikTok video, I was just like, oh, just taking it day by day because that is all we can. Because I, I'll definitely tell you this that I tell myself, if I wasn't doing, if I was not struggling and doing what I'm doing right now, I would be struggling and trying to figure out how to do what I need to do in a different path. So it's like, regardless, I feel like I would still be in this emotional state at this moment in time, but just in a different career. And I just tell myself a lot of these like things. Well, like if it wasn't like this, it'd be like this. Because you just got to cheer yourself on. These affirmations, keep it going. Like we got to respectfully keep it pushing, you know? All right, it. So the next thing I want to bring up, and I don't know if it's a story, a lesson, or a chisme, but I guess we won't know until I start talking. So here we go. Now, as many of you can assume or know, I do my absolute best. Best to just be a happy person. And the way that I do that, even though as I've been very open with all of you, I've also had my fair share of trauma. I've depression is just something I've struggled with, things like that, right? But I always do my best effort to choose to be a happy person. Because I've had many points in my life where I was just so miserable, my mind was so dark that I just rather be and sound. Delusionally yet rationally happy for the rest of my life than to ever be in those state of minds that I once was. And I also know me making this conscious effort to choose to be a happy person and whatever else may come from it is my way of ending a toxic generational cycle because it's just. It's, and I've been there, it's so much easier to complain and look for the negative. And I'm talking about always complaining, because don't get me wrong, venting and complaining de vez en cuando, valid, 100% valid. But when it's just your entire personality, and to the point where if somebody gifts you something, and instead of you just saying the simple, thank you, I appreciate it. And then instead you do something like, well, I don't even really like this, even if it's something you actually do like, but you just say that por costumbre, like you don't even mean it, you know? It's just these little things. And by the way, if you've ever had that or you've ever been in that position, don't worry, like I'm not I'm I'm just I'm just having the conversation because I myself have been there. where it's just I'll use an example. I when I was I remember there was this one time in my, I think my early 20s, I had this guy give me flowers and I've always loved flowers. It's just, I don't know, a lot of things put me in a position where it's just like, I, I felt like I was supposed to reject my femininity. I don't know. It was crazy. When all of you know, I like flowers. I post them on my social media whenever I have some, right? And when this person gave me the flowers, even though I like flowers, I knew I did, Right away, my reaction was like, Why did you have to get them? They're just gonna die. Instead of like, Girl, younger Estrella, all you had to say was, Thank you, I appreciate it. Because, well, one, it helps your mindset and it helps your habits so that you can practice gratitude. Because when you actively practice gratitude, it works in the benefit of you and the people around you. So, one, not only was I like, continuing to damage my way of like accepting love and just things like that but it was like also hurting the other person where it's just they went took the time out of their little day their schedule to get you something because they genuinely thought of you and this could go for like a friend a novio a parent whatnot and then you give them a response like that it's not good for either party let's just say that so anyways, that's why it's just, even if you notice when I talk to y'all in the comments and stuff, I I do what I can to recognize and share with you that I appreciate you, abrazos, cositas así, cositas de cariño, right? Being as attentive as I possibly can. Anyways, so specifically within these last couple of months, I've noticed that there have been just certain... And they're they're not individuals I see all the time, which it's fine, but it's just something I've analyzed recently there's just there have been certain individuals where it's it it just seems like it bothers them so much that i I choose to be happy and again, I'm using that terminology very like purposely, very consciously because it's like. Every day we wake up with a choice, you know, despite our habits, despite what we're used to, we all wake up with having the choice of being who we choose to be that day, right? Every day is a new day. And I noticed that the people that would feel very bothered, I even remember una persona specifically had said, it bothers me so much that you're just always smiling, you know? And oftentimes, I want you to also keep this in mind, cuando la gente, if someone says that, it's just, they're just projecting. That's all it really is. So they have their own healing to do. And that's, those are the type of things I tell myself to, to keep my heart for humanity because I love people and I know the overall mission of breaking generational cycles is even bigger than myself and what we can even imagine for our gente, Right. And yeah, like in the moments that stuff would bother me, I'm not going to lie. And I would always just, well, like I mentioned, I don't really, that's one thing that has positively changed about myself. It's just, see si alguien me hace algo, but it's been more than once and it's like in a rude way, like I'll either take a pause from them or respectfully remove them from my life. It just depending on the circumstance. But yeah, I haven't seen a lot of those people in a while because of that. And it just, it does like, it does in a way hurt me for them. it's just, they feel the need to validate their, they feel like the only way to validate their way of thinking because they're just like used to it to make themselves feel better is by bringing another person down who's choosing just to follow a different path. And I just felt inclined to share this with you because, like, there's always two paths. You can always choose to stay toxic and continue following unhealthy generational patterns for the next 50 years of your life. Or you can choose the other path where you... Make the conscious effort to do the inner work, to just practice being a better you every day for not just you, but to end that cycle for the next generations to come. And sure, maybe someone will say, well, why are you trying to do something for people that may not even remember you? Because trust me, I've heard it all, but it's like... You just have to shut those things out of this you do. I don't know how else to explain it. And it's those types of things that I tell myself to keep doing it this far. But that's what I mean. Like both paths, no matter what you choose, they are hard. But what hard do you would you rather navigate to? Because I do not I do not want to be miserable for the rest of my life because I chose not to end a toxic pattern. I rather go through the challenges, and yes, both paths will require me crying and stuff like that. But I rather go through the challenges where it's just like I'm making that conscious effort because life is already hard enough as it is. I mean, taxes, <laughs> no, but for reals, like taxes, owning a home, building a family, working on yourself, your higher education like all of that is hard, it has its challenges. I do not want to continue adding in toxic tendencies that were once ingrained in me because of these generational patterns. No, it's like if I could just do my best to eliminate those and work with like the already hard I have to do, I'd rather do that. I do not want double the work. It's not fair. It's not fair for any of us. Why do we need double the work? Like, no, just but easier said than done. But we got this. I believe it's worth it. Because you deserve to live a happy, fulfilled life. I will continue to ingrain that into your mind because I mean it. And as long as I'm able to remind you, I know it will just make the little ripple effect. And will continue to impact those who are meant to be impacted. All right, mi gente. Ugh. We have officially, you know I don't love this part. We've come... Bleh. Sorry. Also, okay, I'm dog-sitting my sister's perrito. Well, my sister and s- s- mi cuñado, right? And, oh, my gosh, he is so cute. His name is Tank. He's a little French bulldog. But, oh, my gosh, he's so needy. I love him, though, but he's needy. So I've had to stop this episode, like, four times because he'll bark. He's in the other room, and I left him treats and his, his little tiger plushie but uh, he just wants attention, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll I'll go. And the good thing is that editing this video I can do next to him in the living room. So that's chill. But uh, so today's episode, why I'm ending it so soon is because of little Tank. He, He demands his love. He demands his time and oh my gosh but before we start to trickle away that was the word i was missing trickle before we officially tr- before we officially trickle away i just want to share this with you mijita mijito our people need your representation your expertise and most importantly they need to hear your stories and always remember this you are not out of place You are simply paving your own path. Thank you so much, mi gente, for tuning in to this episode with me. I really, really appreciate you. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing, writing a review for the podcast on any platform that you use to listen to your podcast. Please follow me wherever you find me, Cafecito con Estrellita, and cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.